accepted phrase in the political world and more relevant uh, to presidential campaigns is, as Ohio goes, so goes the nation. We're in a different era. We're in a new phase. We're in a new stage. And outside of the presidential elections, as Ohio goes, when it comes to the House, the House of Representatives, that is, could that be so goes the nation? I think it's much more complex than that, but let's uh, break it down with Representative Tom Emmer from Minnesota's 6th District, who is the chair of the NRCC. Uh, they, of course, in, inherently interested in Republican wins in the 2022 elections. Uh, Representative Emmer, great to have you here. Thanks for having me, David. Good morning. Well, good morning. Look, I put it on the table, so let's talk Ohio, and then we'll go broader. Uh, but looking at Ohio and the primary elections between now and 2022, from the NRCC point of view, what stands out, uh, key races, and what is the strategy to win those seats? Well, it's uh, we had two uh, special elections that you're referring to in Ohio uh, just a few days ago. Ohio 15, where Steve Stiver's uh, Republican representative uh, had retired. A multi-candidate uh, primary election saw Mike Carey uh, actually won with almost 40 percent of the vote, David. A very impressive win for a first-time uh, candidate. Uh, he's a conservative fighter who's going to stand up to the Democrats' socialist agenda. Uh, that literally is the uh, the winning formula. On the other, on the other one, it was Ohio's 11th district. This is the seat that was held by uh, uh, the uh, Secretary of HUD, uh, Marsha Fudge. Uh, that the press is making a big deal out of it because they're trying to make it sound like you got a mainstream moderate Democrat candidate. Uh, who uh, uh, upended the uh, Bernie Sanders AOC uh, candidate. Uh, In fact, I mean, this is a fight. There are no moderates left on the uh, Democrat side, David. This was a fight between the the liberal San Francisco-type crazy that we uh, remember from just a few years ago versus the far-left radical socialist. And uh, in this case, uh, the uh, radical uh, liberal uh, one, uh, Chantel Brown, uh, and it, it really is, uh, this is exactly what is motivating, uh, when you talk about Ohio, this is what is motivating voters, regardless of whether they're Republican or Democrats, it's motivating voters all across this state. So I think uh, Ohio is a good read uh, as we uh, as we see the uh, uh, the race in Ohio 15, Mike Carey is going to come to Congress and he's going to fight against the socialist agenda, which mainstream Americans do not support. Look, the, the Democrat or the left, I'm going to go even broader because even within the quote or under the Democrat umbrella, you have various uh, other party structures, uh, working families party, not as prevalent in Ohio other elements of the Democrat left, even more so pushing issues, whether it's the squad represented or led by AOC uh, or other elements in the Democrat Socialists of America. They're effectively backing candidates. They've got four candidates who are winners in the House. uh, But under socialist policies, we all lose. So we understand where they are. I think uh, this audience gets that. Now let's turn to the Republican side of this. The campaign committee 
uh, has a huge role to play in winning. But even within the Republican quarters in Ohio, you've got a division or a number of divisions between what is often referred to less as the Boehner wing today, but the DeWine, the Kasich uh, defection. You've got uh, the Lincoln Project defect in Ohio. So when the, when the left-wing Democrats, to bring this back around to what we're talking about, when they go forward, they've got two forms of support. Outward defection from a Lincoln Project, Kasich, and other point of view. And then those who, you know, don't exactly support the, whether maybe it's the old guard to the new guard. So the Republicans have to get their act together in Ohio because there are multiple attack points that have to be overcome. How do you overcome those points? David, what I would say to you very quickly is the animals in the watering hole tend to look at each other much differently as the water recedes. And we can talk about divisions within the Republican Party, uh, and that's a healthy thing to have disagreements and debate, something that's really not taken place uh, in the other party, which you talk about four people. uh, You've got uh, socialists. Uh, They are not democratic socialists. There's no such thing. They are socialist Democrats. Uh, there's not just four of them. Go, uh, I would urge you and your uh, listeners to go take a look at the Green New Deal, who signed on to that. Take a look at uh, Health Care for All, their great uh, government health care proposal. There's about 150 of them that are supporting this radical socialist agenda. There are just uh, four or five that are much more noticeable and vocal because they like to get the attention. On the Republican side, I'm going to tell you, the Lincoln Project, those aren't Republicans. They can uh, say whatever they want. Republicans are unified when it comes to securing our borders. Republicans are unified when it comes to issues that uh, are driving inflation. We're unified when it comes to uh, trying to enforce the rule of law and support the men and women who wear the uniform. It's amazing uh, the strength of unity despite our disagreements uh, that Republicans are having. And David, I think that uh, bodes well for November of 22, especially in our House elections. Uh, I believe we are going to win back a majority in the House, uh, but I I also think it means uh, it it could mean some good things for getting a majority back in the U.S. Senate. Look, I I understand your point, and you do have to highlight what you're up against, but you also have to bring the House back together. You know, your analogy, by the way, very clever. I like it. You know, was it at the watering hole? Look at each other differently than those outside. Amen. I get get that, but I, I do a lot of contact, have a lot of contact points in Ohio, and I'm not talking just people blabbing. I'm talking people with long political careers, and concerns about differences. By the way, the Lincoln Project, no, they're not Republicans. They're defectors. Uh, they're leftists. Eric Schmidt came out and supported Cuomo in this latest thing. So there's no doubt about that. But I've also seen, and I have good friends in Ohio who have been major donors, major supporters of Republican efforts in the state over decades, people I've worked with closely on issues in Ohio, who say, you know what, now I'm concerned where we are. They favor the primary system, we do typically as Republicans. They favor the debate. We should debate the various approaches uh, under, you know, as a party and within the party. But they're concerned about the coming together when it's time to say, look, 
you ran your race, you ran your primary, you have a different view, whatever it may be. You're an influencer or a donor. You're an outside player or an in-house consultant. But now it's time to get and forge ahead as one team. And that's a concern being expressed to you, to me, which I'm expressing to you. Yeah, and I'm, I'm with you, David. It's something we should always be aware of, we should be listening to. But what I'm trying to tell you, uh, and, you know, Ohio, I can't, uh, I can't give you line and verse and specific names uh, and people, but I can tell you from across the country the things that we're seeing, the uh, surveys, for instance, in the 85 battleground districts in the House, we just came out of the field back uh, in mid-July, what it's showing is, yes, Republicans have disagreements. They have people they like, they dislike. They have, uh, uh, you know, different levels of, uh, you know, you're not fighting hard enough. you got to fight more, that sort of thing. But when it comes to the issues, what we're seeing, and I think this applies in Ohio as well, which is what I'm trying to suggest, is Republicans are coming together on the issues. They do understand that it's uh, the Biden policies uh, that are driving this uh, this inflation uh, that's as bad as we've seen in decades. Uh, they do know that it's uh, the Democrats that are the party of defund the police, and they want safety and security in their communities. Uh, they want a secure southern border. They recognize that uh, in just six or seven months now, the Biden administration has literally destroyed not only American energy independence, but the thousands of great paying jobs that went with it. So these things are actually bringing Republicans together, I suggest to you, David, uh, despite our differences and disagreements. Yeah, and I love a, I love a robust debate. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, those 88 counties are going to play a big role uh, going forward, even into 2024. Uh, oftentimes, these midterms, as you know, are a marker for how states are shifting, where the voters are. Uh, let's talk to the voters for a moment. The NRCC obviously uh, has a huge responsibility in what happens and how we win in 2022. It's a part of providing solutions for the audience, uh, not only the Patriot audience, but for the American people, even if they're not Republicans, just solutions for America, moving us forward. The broader strategy to go to voters, including non-Republican voters, the core focus, of course, the base, but we need independents and converts to win some of these seats. Strategy on that going forward, what is it? Without a doubt. So uh, first off, and you know this as well or better than anybody, you win campaigns with great candidates, with the right message, and with enough resources. We, we never expect to have uh, the resources the other side has. They burn money in the streets. Uh, we try to be as efficient as possible. Uh, the approach we took uh, starting a couple years ago, and you'll remember, uh, David, they said in uh, November of uh, 20 that we were going to lose 15 to 24 seats in the House. Uh, in fact, we held every Republican incumbent for the first time since 1994, and we picked up 15 seats. We didn't lose them. Uh, and in fact, we picked those up with uh, all uh, women uh, candidates and or uh, candidates from minority communities. So we're going to continue that formula. This is the way it works. Uh, we're going to continue to find talented candidates that actually look and sound like the districts they're looking to represent. Then we, uh, we have a messaging function. Our candidates run on a positive message. They go out 
and they tell their communities how they are going to help them move forward. Uh, Solutions for America, like you're talking about. Uh, What does the NRCC do? Well, remember, in 2018, when the uh, Democrats, the socialists, took over the U.S. House of Representatives, their candidates ran as moderate problem solvers who were going to come to Washington, D.C., and they were going to work with Republicans. First thing they were going to do is they were going to fire Nancy Pelosi, and they were going to defend all of our uh, constitutional rights. David, they ran on a fraud. While our candidates, great talented candidates, are running on a positive message with solutions for America's future, it's the job of the committee to go out there and expose these people for what they really are. We're going to make sure that the American voters in these districts know exactly who the person is that they elected, and that's not the person that they said they were going to be. Remember, they're going to fire Nancy Pelosi. They all jumped in line the second they got to Washington, D.C., Then we will target specific districts. So we won uh, in Oklahoma City. Uh, We won a seat there because of the attack on our fossil fuel uh, industry and the energy jobs. We won two seats in the Miami suburbs because uh, there's a large population of uh, Cubans and uh, people from South America who know what socialism is and know how it ends badly every time. We won a seat in Stanton Island uh, based on the defund the police uh, message. So That's the formula. We'll continue to use it with very talented candidates running positive messages uh, about how they're going to make America better while we expose the other side for the fraud that they actually are. NRCC Chair Representative Tom Emmer from Minnesota's 6th District. Another time I'd love to talk to you about Minnesota issues. Uh, There is a state that has for uh, not some good reasons coming to the news in the past year. And, and also another state with a swing that could go blue or red in some ways. Uh, but I enjoy the conversation. There's a lot of work to do to go ahead. It's part of uh, part of the solutions for this country is to have the right people in charge. Simple rule I have. If you don't win, you don't make policy. And we'll hold the Republican Party uh, to account out here in America and give them the credit where they make the right policy. Excellent. God bless you for that, David. And I'd love to talk to you about Minnesota anytime. People All should right, just well, keep the faith. Uh, we are going to be successful in November of 22, and then Republicans, once we do get back the, uh, the reins of governing, uh, we need to do things. We need to make things happen. We need to honor the commitments we make. The country will yeah. be better for it. Agreed, sir. Yeah, deliverables matter. Thank you. We'll have you back to talk about Minnesota issues in the Minnesota congressional uh, delegation. Thank you. Thank you, David. Representative Tom Emmer, NRCC chair from Minnesota's 6th District. 866-95-PATRIOT, 957-2874. I'll be right back.